Since the dawn of time, man has reached to obtain that which seemingly lies just beyond his grasp. Reason, enlightenment, understanding. It is said that the game of basketball can provide this fulfillment, but only to those who devote themselves to its principles, to a higher purpose, to end smart basketball. What is it, Tuesday night? I think it's been a, been a while since we've done one of these recordings, and um, I'm looking forward to talking some, some serious basketball. I was musing with, with Ed earlier if I think we should have changed the, we, we should, but we still have time. I mean, there's always time. Um, to change the name of our brand from smart basketball to serious basketball. I think that's a much better much better description of what we're doing here on these on these recordings. Uh, are you watching the, the Nuggets-Lakers contest, Ed, tonight? I, I have it up right now. Um, I, as, I step away for 10 minutes, and then they go up by 24, 26 points now. Yeah, I don't bet on the NBA. I, I saw, or someone, I think, tweeted that the uh, Nuggets were only three-and-a-half-point favorites. That, that, Looking back, that looks like easy money. I'm not sure why I didn't didn't call my, my, my bookie for that one. How's our buddy Jokic doing? I know I don't think he's scoring a lot, but I saw some good dimes from him before. Yeah, he's got a steal. I, I mean, I don't know his stats. I'm not sitting here looking at the left box score like you are, but, but there's... Um, you know, he's got a couple steals. He had that nice layup. I, I, I thought it was kind of funny. He was walking the ball down the court, and he just had that, that sort of uh, aura giving off of him just as if he expend a lot of energy, and I think it was coming out of timeout. Mm-hmm. So it's like either he just is, is always tired or he just looks tired. I mean, he's, he's got that look, Ed, the rec, the rec ball oh, yeah. player. Well, he what I noticed was that he was already out with four, four minutes left, and I'm don't profess to be an expert on substitution patterns, but that seemed to maybe not a little early, but um, then they started the second half and Jokic uh, mm-hmm. ran down a rebound and one of the Denver color guys said, Jokic looks like he uh, ate some oranges at halftime. He's got, he's a little frisky. So I appreciated that. I don't know how long it lasted though. A little frisky. Are you, are you enjoying the local Denver broadcast tonight? Oh, sure. What's his name? Uh, Hanslick? Well, Hanslick's in the studio. He's not actually... I mean, maybe they... Vic Lombardi on the court? Yeah, Vic, <laughs> Vic Lombardi, if you are if you know Denver at all, he's like a lo- he used to be like a local radio sports... Well, I don't even know what to, what to call it, like a, a sports host? What do they call those guys? Uh, radio, radio, like a... Radio personalities? Sure. Like he was like a local... Talk radio. It wasn't like... Yeah, sports talk radio. It's just, he's just Wacky a Wacky FM DJ. Yeah, they even have it on FM radio nowadays. You know, back back when I was in in uh, in grade school, you know, they had you know you had to turn tune into AM. Now it's all on FM. I think it's a big big change. Jokic's stat line: he's got fourteen points, seven rebounds, seven assists, a steal, and a block. So, wow, it's about right. A little low. What's LeBron doing? LeBron. 14 points, 5 for 15 from the floor. 7 rebounds, That's 2 assists. Shitty. Yeah. I'd say he's done for the night. Minus 20 and the plus minus for the box score. Wow. Are the Lakers really that bad? I don't think they're very good. What's their record? Not sure. It's not great. I mean, they're a really interesting team. You might remember they made a bunch of moves in the offseason. They got, obviously, LeBron. That's, that's breaking news there. 
but they, they've got uh, you know some real characters. Michael Beasley, Lance Stevenson. I, I can't. I'm trying to think of a more interestingly designed NBA roster. They got JaVale McGee. Yeah, JaVale McGee. He, yeah, that, I, I didn't, even, didn't even mention him. His stat line for tonight, he has two points, two rebounds, one assist, and four blocks. That's a very JaVale McGee stat line. He's a former Nugget. I mean, he's been with a lot of teams, but but he played it here in Denver for at least two seasons uh, way back when. That's going back pretty far, it seems like, but... So he did a long career. Zach, how proud were you to have what didn't you say that Birdman was uh, honored at halftime tonight? Proud? Like what do you like what does that mean? Are you proud? proud? I mean you're a Denver denizen. <laughs> I'm a I'm a tall white guy. I, what do you No, are you I, proud he's a he's a former nugget? I, you know, I, I, not, not really. I don't know. Why why would I be proud of the, of Chris Anderson? What's what's his uh I mean what's his value as a player? I mean he's a great rebounding force. Right? And he played for your team. I mean, I think you should take a little pride. That's all I'm thinking. He, take a little pride. Right, pride check. Um. Uh, I need to remind everyone that pride is a sin. And also, I believe that really the most notable thing about Birdman is just he's really like a really average player, but he's white. So I think he gets more attention than he deserves. Yeah. No one he does has a very on average thing for, for uh, an NBA player, but... Yeah, he's got a, you know, a funny haircut and cool nickname. W- yeah, weirdo personality. So let's let's give him some attention. So there it is. Speaking of, uh, this is unrelated, but how about the whole Dwight Howard um, thing? You mentioned that the other day, uh, Ed. We kind of talked about it for about thirty seconds, and we kind of moved on from it. But like, I've done some more uh, uh, off off uh, off air research on this one, and I've. It's just it's just interesting to me like all all the things on that are going around on, on on Twitter, where you've got people who are, where where you've got people apparently uh, or, you know I'm not really sure there's people reporting that, you know Dwight Howard apparently was sexually harassing a a transgender person, um, that to me is kind of ridiculous. I mean I think we can all agree that's that's pretty uh, problematic from a lot of views, um, but but there's people who are you know really going the wrong route on that one with, with making fun of uh, transgender folks. But, like, what, so where does, like, a Dwight Howard go from from here on this? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, I don't, you know, we're really talking some, some serious basketball here. I'd like to get your guys' yeah. thoughts. Um, I, I think with Dwight Howard, has it become kind of a punchline just in terms of how bad he has been over the last couple of years? Like, before... Saturday. Any of this, yeah. That was the punchline. Yeah, I think that was the punchline. I think that it's unfortunate, uh, like you said, and we really could become serious basketball if we want to talk about it further, but it kind of just reminded me more than anything, like, why is Dwight Howard, is he, he still looks like he's in good shape, but is he actually a good player anymore? And I think the answer is no. And I... So I yeah I read a couple uh, good tidbits in the uh, some some writer uh, for the Intelliger I'm sorry the Intelligencer for the New York uh, magazine Will Leitch I've, I've never read this guy before but he he had a pretty good summary here and uh, I happen to like Will really I mean are you just making that up or I, is that like a real thing didn't he didn't he used to write for didn't he used to be on Deadspin I don't know I think I, so. But did he? I think so. Okay. I might be I'll, making I'll it up. I'll take your word on that. Yeah. 
just had some good points about uh, the whole thing. Um, really, uh, man, what did he say? Sorry, I read, I read about this like a half an hour ago and I've already forgotten about it. So Dwight Howard is 33 years old. He's played on four different oh, teams here. in the last four years. So, so I think he was sort of posing that like, like so, so Howard, uh, because he's been kind of like a locker room, you know, cancer. You know, people think he's not a good locker room guy. Doesn't you know? He's been a, you know, off the court type of just nuisances. I mean, you kind of this writer posed that that was, you know, you know, part of the thing is maybe there's been like things of him being being gay and it's been like a problem for, for players and it's been like and I just think that's interesting I don't I don't really know what to make of it like why sports uh, you know hasn't really embraced the the homosexual thing but uh, I don't know takes time I'm sure Sean has some interesting thoughts on it Sean what do you think yeah well my first reaction was I didn't know that Dwight Howard was still in the league which I think is kind of what you were touching on. He's, I mean, I know very little, but yeah. He dropped like, uh, 50 fantasy points the other day, um, just so you know. He's still he's still relevant. Did did we win a bunch of money on him? We did not. Then he's not fucking relevant. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it begs a lot of really interesting questions. You kind of went into the homosexuality thing, which is like a whole other ball of wax. And it's like really, I mean, that acceptance for that has permeated like a lot of institutions, but... I, you know, I think most athletes would say they're accepting of it, but there's not been a lot of, you know, I don't know, instances of it actually being open and being accepted and stuff there. Um, it's a bigger question of like, I don't know, I'm thinking about a Virginia Tech basketball player that supposedly had an altercation with his girlfriend, um, and and he's been kicked off the team, but uh, there's some talk that he may be allowed to rejoin at some point. And, and you know, being a Virginia Tech fan and, and the Michael Vick stuff, it's like, where do you draw the line with these guys? Is there forgiveness for these guys? What, at what point is there not for a guy like a Ray Lewis or, or you know, if, if Dwight Howard has, has, has harassed somebody or been insensitive, you know? And it seems to me that, like, we always forgive these guys if they're on our team. And if they're on another team, we never have forgiveness for them. And I don't know... Um, what do you mean our team? Like, that. what does that mean? I, I don't, I'm, I'm not following you there. Yeah, like, I mean, I think Ravens fans are like, oh, Ray Lewis wasn't involved or made a mistake and let's deal with it. But, like, every other team is like, oh, we're playing against a murderer. Um, you know, if you're a fan of the other team, I think I think most people in the country despise Michael Vick, whereas as a Virginia Tech fan, I've been like, well, you know, he made a mistake and he paid his dues and so on and so forth. Um, and... That's all I really see, and I'm like, well, where, what, what really, how should we handle these guys as a society, as fans? How do we handle this? You know, do we say, no, I don't want this guy to have this job anymore because he's done something insensitive, or do we have forgiveness? That's like, how really does this relate to Dwight question. Howard? Well, what did he do? You said that he assaulted somebody. It's recorded, so it's really you have to kind of read the story. Like, it's I, I was reading about it. Some somebody on on, on social media came, uh, announced. That that uh, Dwight Howard and his him or his friends are are, are uh, associates. They're harassing her and harassing verbally or whatever, and threatening uh, her safety and all this kind of stuff. I don't really know what really what to make of it all. Then it really seems like that they were in a relationship at some point. It's really unclear. Like I have, I'm not really sure what's really make of it. I'm not really. It's whatever. I mean, 
the problem, you know, that you know, it really is that he apparently it's a it's a harassment thing. So it's like, should he be? Yeah. But you know, what's the what's the punishment there? And that's that's always really kind of a. We could have a really tiresome conversation about that. I don't really want to get into that. Well, I think too, we're I think we're a little short. Crazy. We're a little shorthanded tonight because we don't have Bob, who has famously stated we don't need to have an opinion because he can have one for us. And without him tonight, I think we're just not equipped to, to deal with it any more than yeah. we already have. No, that's that's correctly um, that's a correct statement there, Ed. Can we not speak for Bob though? Like, what would Bob say in this situation? What would Bob say there? Yeah, give us your Ed. Uh, tell us what Bob would would have said here on that on that last. Uh... I think that Bob honestly probably would have said like, I haven't read too much about it, but. Um, I saw that it was saw that it was discussed, and uh, yeah. The constant that's politician. A good, that's a pretty good. Uh, yeah, just, that's a pretty good Bob. I, that's actually way better than I would have guessed anybody could do. That's that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, I think that's what most people do is they just play it off until it dies down, and then if the guy does well again in sports, we all celebrate. And, yeah, he. I don't think mm. he did have Zach. I think the game you were mentioning for Howard, um, which looks like they lost by eleven, but he still had twenty-five points and seventeen rebounds in twenty-seven minutes of action. That's pretty solid. And he fouled out, so six fouls in twenty-seven minutes. What do you make of uh, again? Let's 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 go back to the Nuggets broadcast here. Um, Bill Hanslick is not calling the game. He's in the studio, but. Um, they they like to find uh, famous players and the like local players usually NFL players Broncos, in the in the stands like in the front row and they'll walk up to them and like interview them during the game. Is that a thing? Like, would you, would you be interested in that as like a, a Nuggets fan? Oh, I like it. I think um, who did uh, somebody shot a free throw? Was it Lindsay, uh Was it Philip Lindsay? Is that what his name is? He airballed his free throw um, before the game oh, one I don't time. Know. Yeah, that was pretty great. Um, you realize that these NFL players, of course, this goes without saying, but you see them kind of close to the basketball players and how much shorter they all are, you know. Um, a lot of 5'10". I don't know. Phil, he doesn't seem to be much taller than 5'11 or 6 feet. Need a little more oomph. Need a little more oomph. Need a little more oomph. I could probably give him some coaching. Philip Lindsay, when he shot that free throw and airballed it. Oh, he's a pretty short guy. Yeah, he's not very tall. Yeah. But are you are you saying that a running back needs to be taller? Is that what you're implying? I'm not saying that so much as just it's you forget how big of a disparity it is between basketball okay. players and their height versus football players. Even Gronk would be kind of not big playing out there. Oh really? I mean is that is that wrong? No, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. All the basketball players are freaking gigantic. Yeah, any, any, the tallest football player will be like an undersized forward, a severely undersized forward. I mean, shooting guards are taller than almost anyone in the NFL. Most shooting guards are. But um, I, I just, a side note, curious question. I just popped up. Like, I'm dying to ask Ed, what's the most number of free throws you've ever made in a row without missing one? You know, that's a great question. Um I don't know. I actually did do a free throw shooting contest a couple of years ago, and that may have been the peak of my free throw shooting abilities. I mean, double digits. I think no. I think yeah. I think I've done. I think it was like twenty four, twenty five, or something. Oh, 
Jesus Christ. Good job. Okay, wow. It's all about it's all about consistency. The wrist the wrist flick, Sean. The wrist flick. Well, give us give us more detail on this free throw contest. Huh? Like how far how far did you get? How many free throws did you make? So you had Was it against your children? You had to yeah, it was for um when my wife was in the junior service league, they did it was some fundraiser and you had to have somebody shoot free throws for you and you went to the local Y and somebody was there to log um your your scores. And uh, I really was trying to do my wife proud, and I made it to the uh, tiebreaker and ended up losing. But I think I made like 89 out of 100 or something like that. Yeah, it sounds like a really thrilling it was, event, man. Yeah, really thrilling. Just kind of in the YMCA gym when I was able to make it on a Saturday morning with like one other person in the gym. As like, is was, there a judge? Is there a judge like with a clipboard like counting your free throws? It's a little bit. I mean, that would be humorous. I wish I could say yes, but it was a little bit more of an honor system type thing. Oh uh, man, that's come on. Yeah, that's not. That's I know. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I think Emily was a little proud though when she said that her husband uh, tied and then took second. I can't remember what happened. Why I didn't. You really made eighty nine. You made eighty nine out of a hundred. I did. Is that right? Yeah, I, I couldn't do it now, but I. Just get in the zone. You well, know? what do you think you could go out there if I, if I gave you a hundred, a hundred free throws? How many would you make today? I think did I Sean could. Sean, just ask you that question. No, he didn't ask that. I, I think I could make between sixty and seventy right now. Okay. Okay. I yeah. think so. Do you think you'd have a split there, like the first fifty versus the second fifty? You think there'd be a dramatic difference? You know, like you might warm up or get into it. I think probably I'd be better. I I'd need to get warmed up and. I, I want to channel Bob here again. I'm sure that he would be scoffing right now. Well, let's 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 <laughs> let's go back to your let's. I'm pretending I'm Bob voice. Yeah. What's wh- give us your your free throw percentage? If you, sorry. Hey hey Bob, I'm gonna give you 100 free throws. What are you, what are you gonna do with that? I mean, if if I'm I haven't shot a free throw in a while, but I sure I could probably hit <laughs> at least 65 or 70. I'm curious how many free throws Bob thinks that Ed would make. <laughs> I don't know. I think he'd probably dog me just for the sake of dogging me. Yeah. That would be a Bob thing. I think to do. this could be like a, a wagerable event where I think you guys could bet against each other on this one like a good ten, fifteen dollars. Oh, I would I would absolutely back up the truck on me versus Bob in a free throw shooting contest, no doubt. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. How about three point shooting? You or Bob? That I would not want to wager on. For some reason, my form goes um, terribly when I step out to the three-point line. Not that's not to say that Bob has the best three-point shooting abilities either. For for our listeners here that haven't played basketball against Bob, Bob's greatest asset is his ass. Um, he's um, very good at boxing people out and uh, muscling inside. I'm not sure that shooting threes is his forte. Speaking of uh, large, large behinds, uh, there's the. Uh, I was watching the game uh, basketball tonight, and I saw one of the one of the free throws. There was a really ha- awful la- lane violation. Like three guys are in the lane, and they're just like. <laughs> and I know that gets like that happens fairly often, where guys just hop into the lane, and it's like they don't ever really call it. And I just really, I think I kind of respect that. Could you imagine if it was like college, where they, you know, fl- whistle every every lane violation and. And all that. 
I mean, it's like they're kind of like that with free throws and then with um, inbounding, right? Off of makes. I feel like I they let a lot of I that go. Maybe. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, I've, I've actually seen some refs call that in the in the pros. Well, uh, but it has to be pretty flagrant. Sean, I feel like you really like I. Before I even knew you, that I was channeling my inner Sean when I shoot free throws. You really just kind of get into a happy place and meditate and think on it. Uh, it's funny because I'm a notoriously horrific free throw shooter. I think I would shoot the same percentage from three point that I would from free throw. So you make about ten. No, I'm pretty sharp from three, man. Yeah, you I'm, hit, I'm, like... I'm clipping about forty percent on both of them unguarded from right. a, from a high school line. So here's the thing: you, Would you rather have if you were if you were a coach, would you rather have a player that shoots seventy to eighty percent from free throws, but twenty to twenty five percent from three, or would you rather have somebody that shoots forty percent from both three point and free throw line? No, you you have to make the free throws, or you can't be on the floor in crunch time. It's total liability. I just I've seen too many Virginia Tech teams. You have to make your free throws. It's brutal. You just have to, you know. I mean, That's my opinion. I mean, I think you're right, but I like the idea of somebody out there gunning up threes, but then a complete liability at the end of the game because they somehow can't hit any free throws. There's been a couple guys like that in college. I forget who off the top of my head, but there's always for the uh, there's like one or two in the NCAA it seems that have that knack where they're like, I mean, maybe they're more like a a sixty percent free throw shooter, but like high thirty percent three point, like for inexplicably just choke at the line yeah it's a mental thing for me i think you can work through it maybe um in your hiatus um overseas you can think on it sean and come back and you'll be an amazing uh, free throw shooter yeah i think it's all in my head yeah absolutely i'm with you it's it's a very meditative thing you just very simple like you know any that requires no strength that you're just repeating like a fine motor movement the same way every time but uh, easier said than done. What do you guys think about uh, reading a little Rick Pitino Twitter? I'm, I'm ahead of you again. I was just about to ask, and I've got his Twitter feed up right now. tweeted much in the last few days he's kind of he had a posted his uh his new podcast today he must have been really busy in the studio because like between the 23rd and 26th he didn't have any, any tweets and just had some real really bland stuff even then there so he must have been really busy in the studio have you guys listened to that yet i haven't and i really I, am remiss I'm not. you're not missing yeah i listened to about 10 i, I talked about this last time and I haven't listened to any of it since. I mean, he's got Terry Rogier as his guest this week, which pretty good guest, I guess. If it was like you know May of last year during the playoffs when he was actually relevant. Yeah, I see um, the the same GIF playing over and over again, or maybe it's a short video feed on on his with the buzzer beater at the end of the first quarter. Excuse yeah. me, <laughs> from last night. Terry Rogier. Hope everyone had a had a happy Thanksgiving. Blah. Yeah, that's good. Read off a tweet, Dad. Give us some 
Give us some Rick Pitino. Let's see. I'm looking at uh, November 22nd. Wisconsin is a legit contender. Ethan, I'm sure I'm going to pronounce it around. Hap Hop is an old-school, low-post, talented player that makes everyone better. Great hands. All the injuries last year, luck changes. Congrats, go for men's basketball. Awesome few days in Vancouver. Heading to Minnesota. Happy Thanksgiving to all. He wants us to have a thing. He's, real, Thanksgiving. Uh, man, he's just all he's just all over the map. Minnesota, Vancouver. He was in the San Diego area two weeks ago. I'm sure he's we've we're missing all kinds of tweets. I guess that was six days ago. But yeah, I mean he's a uh, must have been to that Duke and Zaga game, perhaps. What a what an interesting life that guy really leads these days. You think we can get them to give us a free book, um, Patino My Story? I'm guessing that his Twitter account was activated around the time that his book came out. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Just, um, just let's give him a let's give him a call after this after this recording here. Yeah. How about on the twenty third? Texas has a terrific press, but they have to stop getting split on their traps. That's a really subtly intense tweet there. I, I like how he's got some commentary. Uh, about press, I mean, do you do you regard Patino as like a pressing mastermind as a coach? Doesn't strike me as that, but I, I can't profess to be a Patino expert. Um, I don't know when the last time I really was invested in any of his teams. But well, let's say you're yeah, let's say you're you're in charge of like a university and you you've got a, a class on your on your um, syllabus uh, that's that's called um, you know basketball one on one. What do you and and sorry? Let's go a little bit more advanced. Let's let's go like a one one ten level class where we're talking about the press. Who's who's teaching that class about the press? Oh man, um, Nolan Richardson. I mean, is that where, where yeah. you're, you're thinking? Wouldn't he press all over the court? I remember uh, him saying. All I know is that that his teams were called uh, nicknamed. Uh, you know, they play the defense style. Uh, Forty minutes of hell, right? So that's like yeah. What could be worse than that? You know. I don't know if you did this on purpose, but they had a on the basketball love story from ESPN. They had a section on Norlin Richardson and talking about the uh, yeah what they did in practice to make guys throw up pretty much every day to keep them in good shape. I don't remember watching that team. Maybe Zach, you can remember that when you were fresh out of college. But um, I think uh, yeah, Corliss. Like I, when I think of Arkansas basketball and Nolan Richardson is his hate. I think. Uh, Corliss Williamson, remember remember that guy? Didn't he have oh, yeah. two S's? It's Corliss yes. with two S's, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always yeah. remember that. And you could play with Corliss on NBA Live 95. That was a, an, a, an interesting experience. Um, but, like, so Patino is telling us about how terrific of a press they have at Texas, and it's is he even really, like, the, ex- the right guy to be listening and commentating on... On the on the press, I don't know. Is Ver? I mean, are the good are the good defensive teams like like Virginia and Bob Wisconsin? Huggins. I'm assuming they they press at certain points, or is it really just half court basketball that they excel like good defense on? What are we are we talking about? What makes like what style of play are are Virginia and Wisconsin? Is it the slower of of the high skilled uh, universities? Well, that's, I, Virginia does not press often. I've yeah. seen them do it, but they're a half court. Set defense. They're just they're a slowdown team. So you don't press if you're a slowdown team, right? 
have to imagine. Yeah, they just don't. Yeah. They just don't run a very quick tempo. Ed is really what it comes down. What to. I'm what I'm trying to think about is like Duke and UNC. I feel like they go to it more often, but I'm I can't picture it as much. But I feel like. Do you guys have any memories there, Bob? Of what? Like Duke and UNC seem like teams that that utilize the press more often, um, for like high level teams. Like I, don't I mean, see obviously, it. I, like, I don't see many teams outside of like the Bob Huggins West Virginia style. Yeah, you don't really get a. I don't really see many it's teams pressing it often. It's a gimmick honestly. these days, I guess. Maybe New Mexico. I don't know. I there's some teams. There are some college teams out there that do that, but I, I, I don't. I don't think of Duke or or Carolina as a pressing team. I, I could be wrong. I don't really watch that much college basketball these days, but I'm sure Bob could regale us with some Tubby Smith Minnesota stories. Smith wasn't a press guy. He wasn't a... What is Tubby Smith known for besides basically winning a title and then falling off the map? Remember, he's the current he's the current coach for um, High Point. Wow. <laughs> Which I, I'd never heard he's of. He's had success where he's gone. It's not like he's been a complete flame out everywhere it goes. It's just he's not a national champion. VMI presses a lot, or they used to. They're in High Points. Yeah, conference. they had a pretty. Yeah, they were they were one of those run and gun teams. But it's like a gimmick. I I feel like the Duke and UNC. I think they go to it more than like a team like Wisconsin or UVA. But I think all the good teams really only go to it in like a end of the game situation where they need a turnover or something like that. Yeah, to me that's like, different than like yeah than a true West Virginia or or, or uh, you know Nolan Richardson style. Big big difference there. Yeah. Great topic, uh, guys. I'm really proud of you for for coming up with a, a good topic. Can we? Can we? I want to go back to you. You mentioned one of our favorite video games, um, NBA Live '95. Um, Zach, remind me what was what was your favorite uh, team to to play in that? Probably the Nuggets, I guess. Who was on that Nuggets roster? Uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf, um, Tumbo. Uh-huh. Mutombo, yeah. Wow. Um, uh, Lafonso Ellis, I think. Crowd pleaser. Crowd pleaser? I did not. I don't think of. <laughs> when I think of Lafonso Ellis, the first thing that comes to my mind is not crowd pleaser, but that's that's one way to put it. Sean, did remember you ever Antonio, play? Antonio McDice? Remember that guy? I remember that guy because he could jump out of the building. That guy was a crowd pleaser. Yeah, I like I like Live ninety five. When I when I go back to that era though, I think more in the terms of like NBA Jam Tournament Edition, which is probably out like a year or two earlier. And I remember very vividly um playing with the Charlotte Hornets. So you had like Muggsy Bogues, Larry Johnson, Alonzo Morning type stuff going on. And that was like my hometown team back then. Are you are you saying tournament edition came out in like the early to mid nineties? Is that what you're saying? I believe so. My guess would be ninety six. I guess ninety seven. Okay. That's my guess. Well then, like maybe tournament edition. Yeah, ninety six. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's that. We're talking same era. So yeah. NBA Jam that's was ninety three. I'll find out as we uh, go along to update everyone on tournament edition. I know there was a code where you could play as Bill Clinton or as like the Phoenix Gorilla. Um, and those were also really fun options for me. 
Uh, it might actually have been just a year or two later, so it was maybe 94 there. They also came out with a game called College Slam, and they didn't have oh, the names College or anything, Slam. but you could play with, like, Marcus Camby and Allen Iverson. It only had, like, 30 teams or so. But, um, yeah, there was some real gems on there. I think one of those teams was a UNC team that had, like, Stackhouse and who else would they have had? Anybody? Is that the game that had, like, the hot spots on the court where you could, like, oh, shoot, yeah. like, a 10-pointer? Yeah, 10-pointer. And then you could get the, like, full-court dunk and have, like, a 9-point full-court dunk. That, yeah, that mean, was the it, best one. Kind yeah. of really one of the more ridiculous games I think I've ever played. I think it was enjoyable, but, like... <laughs> Really thinking outside the box when they made that one. We had a good time in Denver playing NBA Live. Um, I think I crowned myself as the overall champion of that series of since I couldn't yeah, I claim got, it for I, NHL. I got tired of losing to you guys at that game. It wasn't fun. Chris Mullen. Who did you play with, um, Ed? I was going to say, Sean, uh, Zach, could, Zach could tell you what, who my team was. I think he'll remember. Was it the Suns? The, uh, the Warriors. With oh, so you had um, who was Chris on Mullen? that team? Yeah, you Chris, already said Chris, Chris Mullen, Mullen, Tim Hardaway, oh, yeah. Chris Weber. Nice. Yeah, that's a really the Suns good team. were nice back then too. Sprewell. They had Kid and uh, Dan Marley. Yeah, they were nice. Thunder Dan. Yeah. I think that was past the time of Tom Chambers, right? I think Chambers might have been on that game, but I don't think so. I don't think so. He was on the uh, the only other basketball game that I, I, you know, those two are like the go-tos for classic games. I go with the Techno NBA, which I, I know for sure Chambers was on that team. Oh, yeah, he had the famous he had the famous dunk, um, the two-handed. Climb the ladder. The climb the ladder, two-handed pump uh, that you could do from like the three-point line. Wow. Hey, did any of you guys ever play this game called Bill Lambeer Combat Basketball? Yeah, I've played that. You could actually times. fight yeah. people. I don't know if it was that good, but I I love like one of my ex girlfriend's fathers was like really into it. Like as as an older man, it was like the one game he remembered playing. <laughs> I was like, I just always laughed. That was his go to Bill Lambeer Combat Basketball. For some reason, we always had Nintendos, and so we had Super Nintendo and Michael Jordan Chaos in the Windy City. And I remember that there was this one part that was, like, impossible to pass. And we got so frustrated, we just stopped playing the damn thing. Yeah. Zach, did you ever play that? Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City? No, I've never heard of that one before. You had different, like, basketballs that you could throw at, like, the bad guys. And they, like, one was frozen and would freeze them. And one was on fire. And I think you dunked and you got, like, lives or something. That sounds like a, like 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 a comic book. It kind so of was. was like it was kind comic. of like comic booky, very much. Yeah. Wait, I got a good one. Speaking of that, so you guys remember the cartoon that was like Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson, and they were like superheroes. Yes. So okay, if we were to remake that cartoon in 2018, what three athletes would you choose to play those roles? Oh man! It doesn't have to be the same sports, obviously. Man, I think. I think LeBron is an obvious choice. Yeah. I mean, are we talking like... Is this like Adult exactly. Swim? Like like a C-Lab 2021 show? I think Tiger Woods <laughs> has to be a choice. Because I um, think that's where I want... Yeah, I want Tiger. I want like Tiger, Barkley, and... <laughs> and Barkley. Uh, 
And maybe um, uh, we got to get like a white guy in there, like Bill Walton. Maybe is Bill Walton to Michael Phelps? These oh. have to be like current athletes. You know, that's a good one, though, well, Sean. Used, I think you used have Barkley. <laughs> you used Barkley. You're gonna like, come on. Here's what would happen. It would be like <laughs> it would be like Tom Brady. They get Tom Brady yeah. in there. It's Tom Brady, LeBron James, and Usain Bolt. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean Usain Bolt Tom, would Tom have like the superpower though? of speed, you know, like running around like the Flash. Yeah, but isn't Tom Brady boring? Like, I'm sure he's 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 a fine football player, <laughs> but I guess from an entertainer point of view, no, I, like as a cartoon about, character, is, is I just Wayne don't Gretzky know I, I a compelling personality? Yeah, Wayne Gretzky, yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting. I also was kind of curious. It wasn't Wayne Gretzky like kind of a thumb, like when it comes to his personality. You. Let's let's back up. What did you just call him? A thumb? <laughs> I haven't heard that, that expression like, before. This is some kind of slang for like PC slang for penis. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. I'm lost. No, he just looks like a thumb. I don't know. You guys ever heard the Mitch Hedberg joke where he orders chicken fingers and the waiter brings them out and one of them is really big and he sends it back and says, this one's a chicken thumb. It's such a dumb joke. That is it that kind of thumb? Okay. <laughs> Sean, that was a fantastic question though and now I really want that cartoon to happen. So what was yours at? Who's your three? I think, I mean... Tom Brady would get on there because they would want to have like, uh, like the quarterback, you know, like a. I mean, you could see Aaron Rodgers in there, but I think Tom Brady would get his way in there. I, okay, so who's your other other two? LeBron is the easy one. That is the like the no. Okay, doubt. LeBron Brady. Yeah, and then, okay, and, and I said your, Usain Bolt. Bolt. Okay, I mean, yeah, I think Bolt's Bolt's good. Yeah, that would be a fun show to watch. That's good. Yeah, I'd I would like watch it. that one. I think I've got, I mean, LeBron is like a no-brainer. He's a cartoon character. LeBron, uh, is Michael Phelps not considered current? Well, I think if I'm going to go Barkley, you, of, can, go, you yeah. can go Phelps. But obviously For some reason, that, I just feel Phelps is like that. He's got that All-American, like, and you need one, like, off-brand sport, like they had Gretzky. And then for the other one, I don't know. I'm not feeling Brady as much or a quarterback. I know your angle is there, but I would go like, I guess, I guess I really would be drawn to like a Mike Trout or something for the third choice. Okay, so you're going Trout. You're going Trout. Is does he still rate? Like he's the guy, right? Or would we pick a different baseball player? I don't even know. I don't. It's hard to know how good anyone is in baseball anymore because all I hear is. How, how someone's launch angle is or yeah. things See, like that. And I, I can't make heads or tails over launch angles. But uh, I thought this so guy got, was, was better than he is because I didn't watch much baseball until really like the end of this season and the postseason because of the Brewers. But in terms of a colorful personality, I feel like Yasiel Puig would be a fun person to have on the show. But I don't think yeah. he's the is – he, is he good enough really to make it onto a show like that? You know, considered like a, a top player at all? Yeah, I think I, it, think, I think it's are we, are we really just talking top players? I mean, I thought this was just entertainment purposes only. Oh, I was thinking so like yeah, yeah, okay. So from that angle, I think Puig's a great example. 
Who did you team up with with Bill Walton before? Charles Barkley and Bill Walton and who? And Tiger Woods? I mean... Oh, yeah, Tiger. I forgot about Tiger. That's my third. Well, now you've got got four. Tiger, LeBron... Tiger, LeBron, and Michael Phelps. That's it. That's my Phelps. list. I'm out. I think Phelps is an interesting one. Okay. He'd be I like think hitting the bong while the other guys are saving yeah. the, the people from the bad guys. I'm having a great time with this, but I think we've hit the 40-minute mark, uh, so I'm going to, I think, call it a, a an end of recording, unless you guys have something else that's, like, super interesting to talk about. I'm good. I think this is good. No. Ed's good. What would yeah. you say if you were Bob? What would, like... Yeah, I uh, I think yeah, I think I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Bob. And Sean, you're you're good then, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, great. Wait, wait, Sean, Sean, wait. What did you yeah. eat tonight? Because I heard I meant to ask you when you were scraping. Oh, yeah, no, it's fine. I had a an eclair pie here that I was eating during the podcast, but for dinner I had a bunch of venison. It was eclair really nice. Eclair pie and venison. Oh, uh, my buddy did. Yeah, my buddy got it with a bow and arrow, and uh, we ate the tenderloin. He, like, pounded it with a mallet into, like, really thin strips, like you would, like, veal and breaded it lightly, and, like, shit was the bomb. It's like, I don't eat much meat. I eat, like, a meat meal, like, less than once a month, and I would put it up there with, like, Filet mignon on the beach in Mexico and, like, bison burger, like, homemade bison burger. Like, it's really good stuff.